Welcome back to the JMSU mini-series. Today we'll be discussing the topic of being an estranged student at university. I'm joined by Marie and Shakita, who were both estranged students at university and they're here today to share their own story and personal experiences of what it was like to be an estranged student and how they experienced Christmas. Thank you both of you for coming on the podcast. Um, if you just want to like introduce yourself to everyone, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so my name is Marie and um, I studied forensic psychology and criminal justice. Um, I graduated in July and I am from Italy and my role at the moment is president of GMSU. Hi, I'm Shikita and I studied international relations and politics, but I also did a sneaky year of law as well. Um, I am a law school dropout technically. <laughs> um, I'm currently the vice president of education and I'm from Liverpool, as you probably already guessed. So if we just start with sort of explaining what it is to be an estranged student, like how would you define it? So this definition comes from Standalone, who are a company that JMSU are working with alongside the Student Advice and Wellbeing team and they essentially support estranged students through higher education. Um, and their definition is that estranged students are young people studying without the support and approval of a family network. Young people in this position often have no contact at all with their family and have removed themselves from a dysfunctional situation. But I think it's important to note that that's kind of like a more technical legal definition. So estrangement does come in many ways. And for a lot of people, you do still have to have contact with your family for whether that's to do with siblings, housing, whatever it could be. But yeah, that's the running legal definition that's there. So, Marie, how was your personal experience at John Moores and as an estranged student? Yeah, so I obviously got estranged before I came. Um, so it was like in the process. Um, so I didn't have, obviously wasn't qualified for um, certain loans that you have to or financial support. But I did, I was in contact with um, one of the finance advisor who kind of like helped me throughout my three years. Um, it's quite hard because obviously some estranged students will be estranged before they come to uni for a long time. Some will go through the process whilst they're starting. So it's a bit hard to like manage yourself, um, understanding certain things that you didn't really care about before, um, having to provide for yourself and like move around alone essentially. Um, so that was kind of like my experience and obviously being from another country as well is like the adaptation of a different system so obviously I did high school in Italy college here but university was never something I've done so it's also managing that on your own and when when did you move over from Italy um so I've been here for like six years now but I've been here for four years in Liverpool and yeah that was it was mm. a long time ago but also not so long <laughs> and did you like was it easy for you to make friends at the beginning of university? Um, yes and no. So yes, because like I make friends easily. Um, but then again, it's like adaptation of like living in another country. I had to like learn the language, kind of like put myself out there. Otherwise, I would have been a loner. Um, so it's quite easy for me to make friends. But also navigating uni, I did make friends um, on like the web, the Facebook groups, for example, right before I moved to uni. So I had someone mm. here already that lived here. Um, so it was easy to navigate like the city centre and everything. So yeah. And you said about like um, 
coming over like obviously speaking a different language and stuff like that were you but how was your English when you first moved over did you have to learn it yeah so I had to do like ESOL um, so where essentially they put all the students who don't really have English as the first language and then you kind of like learn with each other and and then I got thrown into like a class full of English students which I'm grateful because it helped me like speed up my learning um, so yeah I had to learn everything again. I bet that was really daunting though getting thrown in straight away. Definitely different than English to learn from your own country. Yeah. Uh, you're still English but it's a completely different thing when yeah. you come here yeah. yeah. And what about you, Shakita? What was your sort of experiences being estranged at uni? Mine was quite similar. Well, not that similar to Marie's, <laughs> but in terms of I didn't know I was estranged until I came to university. So it wasn't until I filled in my student finance and I was waiting for that to come in to pay my rent. And I didn't really keep track of my application. And then I realised it hadn't came in yet, so I was a bit panicked. So I went to Student Advice and Wellbeing and they actually like called Student Finance and tried to sort it out for me. And it turned out I'd filled in the wrong box because I'd put my parents' information on there, but then I'd also ticked that they were my guardian instead. So they, that flagged up as being estranged, which is a whole different form to fill in. So that was really stressful. But similar to Maria, I got really good support financially from the money advice team, which helped me through until I got my next instalment. But then I knew it was a whole kind of different process in forms that you have to fill in or the proof you have to get that you are estranged, which was quite difficult considering I didn't know I was. So mm. it was who to contact for that. Um, yeah, it was, it was really weird. I didn't even know what a stranger was really until mm. then. But then I was quite unfortunate where my guardian, who my mum actually passed away. So then I was fully estranged. So I literally had like near enough, no family, no contact with any family. So that was a whole different process. So I think it's like, highlights the different ways you can be estranged because you've got people who obviously are estranged through death, people who are estranged through being in a different country. They could be estranged and still living at home like I was and didn't know. So it was finding that support that was difficult, but there was support there. I just didn't know where to look. So that was kind of the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. But the advice and wellbeing team, one guy in particular, Phil Backstead, was my rock. <laughs> throughout the whole of university. <laughs> He'd always call me up during COVID just to check in if I was okay, see how things are going financially, academically, all of it. Have you found that like while you've been at uni that you've met a lot of other people who were sort of in similar positions to you that say they also didn't really know that there was support out there for them as well? Yeah, I think... It's the difficulty of knowing. I think it's the term estranged, maybe. People just don't know what that means, so don't know that they fit into that box. Um, and a lot of it, it's when it comes to, like, housing and things like that. So, for me, I went to sign for my house and it needed a guarantor, but I didn't have a guarantor because I didn't have any, like, parents to fill in that form for me. So it's not till then, when you're like, oh, what do I do? So then you contact people and look around, and they're like, oh, is that because you're estranged? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's similar for a lot of people. Um, I think international students particularly relate to that topic quite a bit. Um, I I don't. I mean, I feel like anyone can because I have like an English friend who's actually estranged, but obviously she has a home and a family, and she lives at home. She but she provides for herself. She has to work for herself. So. Being estranged doesn't mean, or you've been kicked out. Obviously, some people are in that situation, but also you have people who are technically not seen as estranged, but are. 
Um, so that's kind of like, and I met other students who are technically estranged, but still in communication with their parents, not by choice, but because they have to. And there's a whole bunch of like different reasons why. So it kind of like depends on the personal type of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think there's people as well that become estranged when they come to university. Yeah. So you might get to your third year and you have a really bad falling out or yeah. something does happen or you just realise, actually, I want to cut ties with my family. I don't need them anymore. And mm -hmm. they won't realise there's so much support there that you can access because they don't know that they might think it's too far gone or what. But yeah, I think it's really difficult to try and navigate on your own. And I think also like the term estranged might think, oh, you're homeless, you don't have a family or it kind of like gives the, I guess like a negative, very sad connotation yeah. mm -hmm. that, oh, you're alone, which some cases is true, but some of the cases you're not because like your immediate family might estrange you or like be you might be estranged, but you also have like extended families that you're still in contact with, but they're not technically your family, if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to like like put that forward as well because I think a lot of the sort of stereotype of, of what the definition of estranged is is that you have no contact and that's it, full stop. So I think, you know, pointing out that, you know, you can still speak to your family or you can even still live at home yeah. and everything like that will still make you estranged. And hopefully that will make some people yeah. you know realize that they I think are estranged. sometimes it's quite hard for some people to actually accept that they are um once they know that they are but also there is like a cultural difference and everything mm. like that so yeah it's just people knowing and also like coming to terms with it because it can be hard like having the support of your family friends and then at a random point you're like oh okay i don't have that anymore how do i for example we struggled a lot with like housing and like putting down guarantor forms putting down deposit you have to work so many hours to kind of like finance yourself whilst you're doing uni in case you've got childcare as well that's even worse yeah so when you were saying about um your like housing issues and getting a guarantor and stuff how did you resolve that for me i had to pay a certain amount in advance i think it was like four months rent in advance before I could move in and then that kind of acted as a guarantor but there was also I was directed to this thing called Helping Hands is it um, which work quite closely with the university and they can act as your guarantor and you have to pay them like a certain fee a month so I think it's like £20 a month or something and they'll act as your guarantor but that although it's a good option that's there it's so expensive when you already don't have enough money to do that so I just worked loads to try and do that but I think we have partnerships with certain accommodations that can kind of waive that guarantor fee, so like all the United accommodations as well. So in my very first year, that's what I did then, so I didn't need a guarantor, but then it was after that mm -hmm. when I realised I'm going to have to save up quite a lot of money to be able to move out. Mm -hmm. And it's awkward because you don't want to say to your friends, like, oh, can we look for somewhere where you don't need a guarantor? Because mm -hmm. then your options get really narrowed down and it just makes it very complicated. It's very mm. rare though in Liverpool, I found, because I didn't go to Hulls because, like, again, based on my financial, it was just me, found, like, um, helping myself. So I couldn't go to Hulls because they were way too expensive. And again, I didn't classify it as estranged, so I couldn't benefit from that, if that makes sense. So I had to find house, like, private accommodation to do that. Again, guarantee form, um, money. If I didn't save enough money before coming to uni, 
probably would have been homeless because I didn't have anything else. So, mm. yeah. So that, d- did you have to pay international fees as well? Oh, right. So my situation is a bit complicated. So because I was born in Africa, but I have a EU passport and I lived here um, three, four, four years before coming to uni. So technically I classify as home student mm. but I'm an EU student and international so it's like yeah but thankfully I classify as home student in terms of like finance and stuff so yeah thank god I was, you yeah I was grateful yeah I was lucky in that sense because a lot of international students would have been yeah mm. in a lot of trouble and when you came to uni um Shakita what was it like for making friends and things like that I'm quite introverted and very shy, so I won't really put myself out there. And, like, if I didn't have to talk to people, I wouldn't. So it was a bit difficult in that sense, but that was more of a personal aspect. So I ended up going to the dance team, and that's how I made, like, my friends. I'm still friends with to this day. A lot of them are graduated, and we still meet up every now and again, and they are, like, some of my best friends, and Marie as well, and the other officers. I made friends with them through loads of, like, JMSU events, but that was kind of how to do it without factoring in being estranged. So a lot of my friends didn't really understand the circumstances, and it was difficult when, like, people would mention, oh, I'm going home for summer, this parent's moving me in, like, or, oh, we're going on holiday, what are you getting your parents for this occasion? And it's just kind of, you just go back into your shell because you can't really relate, but you don't want to be like, oh, this is actually really emotional and triggering for me so I don't want to I'm very like cautious on making other people feel uncomfortable but I think had I have reached out to the networks that we had at the time so in JMSU we have communities and we have the estranged and care leave a community had I have accessed that I probably would have been in a better position because I'd obviously I've got my friends I love my friends to pieces but they don't quite understand as much as that community would Mm. and I think the communities act as a good space to talk about those issues and even just the way that university is different so finance housing that type of thing like going home over the breaks it just would have been nice to have support from people who really do see what you're going through. Yeah, because, like, again, that's kind of how we bonded as well because, like, we're both obviously from a black minority uh, background, um, exchange, and, like, certain things that I would... If I was to talk to the officers, they would understand, but I know, for example, certain aspects, I'll go straight to Shakita and be like, okay, this... And she, I know she'll understand in the same way. And, for example, like, the holidays, that's usually the... kind of, like, the saddest period yeah. um, for some... Not all... Um, for example, summertime can be very frustrating as well because you have to work so much to be able to afford rent and anything or so- socialising as well can be mm. an issue because like, if you're working overtime and then you have uni and then you have deadlines, you can't really socialise with other people. Um, yeah, so holidays are very... Yeah. <laughs> holidays, birthdays, any kind of like celebration is very can be very hard for estranged care leavers, like... I was going to say, like, obviously with the festive period sort of coming very, very soon, sort of, I was going to say, how does how do you norm- both normally feel around this time, especially when it's coming to, like, festivities or Christmas and things? Yeah, so it's funny because, like, 
my birthday is also in December and then you've got Christmas then you've got literally everything happening in December so um, it's good because obviously I've got like friends around me that want to like do celebration and like make me feel better but sometimes it's like your own type of like internal things you're like oh I don't really fancy celebrating like I didn't do anything for my birthday because I was like I I don't want to be around anything positive right now I just want to be in bed have food and stuff like that so it can be a bit hard um but yeah we just gonna find something to do um yeah hopefully spending christmas with this one yeah yeah (laughs) i think it's finding people that are sensitive about the topic as well like i'm not gonna say to people don't talk about christmas around me because i'm gonna be on my own like i don't i don't expect people to be like that but it's just like for example marie and clodagh as well they're always checking to see like what I'm going to be doing on Christmas, like, am I going to be on my own, do you need anything from me, like, that type of thing, people just being a little bit more aware that it is a sensitive time, and I think it's hard as well, because I just throw myself into work, you know, like, the period, I've always just worked loads, and, like, if there's any kind of volunteering opportunities on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, I'll try and do them if I can, but they fill up very fast, so there isn't many this year, but, like, Marie's winter break is something that I'm going to definitely be going to and I think if that was there for me as well during the university I would have been all over it yeah because like again sounds sad but I don't have a life um so last year like I was I was working as a nurse like health assistant so during Christmas day I was working because again I was like I'd rather be working than just be at home um but I was like in the student life building I wasn't much aware of the SU so obviously if you're not aware you're probably not going to know that activities are going on and everyone is gone and everything like so it's very quiet and silent and like there is no much nothing going on so it's kind of like very sad to be here so that's why this year I was like well might as well do something for the for the break and um yeah just call it a winter break thing because again some people don't celebrate Christmas some people can't go for whatever reason so yeah we're doing events so come and join us you don't have to be a strange any student can can join us what what sort of stuff are you doing with your um, um so i think i've done like five days of events um so one is like bowling so we managed to secure like 30 tickets they're free that you can get on the on the website um just make sure you turn up if you get it and if you don't let us know because then we can bring other students to come um i have a karaoke night it's not really you don't have to sing (laughs) it's just more of like making friends and stuff i can't sing so just come and make friends um i have one where it's more like a cinema and night in so like a movie night we're gonna have snacks again all these events are more like to make friends like you don't really have to to like do anything just show up have some snacks make friends the slb is like warm save money you know yeah. <laughs> come meet me in chiquita if you <laughs> meet and greet yeah meet and greet oh my god yes we do now. <laughs> so yeah um no i think it is so good as well that you know like not everyone is able to go home for whatever reason so i think being able to come in and also like you said be warm as well because yeah. mm-hmm. how expensive it is at the minute exactly. to, to, yeah. to pay to live yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it would be it would be really yeah. good yeah what about you shakita what sort of events are you hosting as well um so i mentioned the different community groups that we have earlier on 
and we're going to be launching them a bit more heavily in January. So the Estranged and Care Lever group will be meeting, I think it's the 24th of January. Um, but it's not just that community, it's also the LGBTQ plus community. So they're the two mm-hmm. that I'll be kind of taking the lead on for now until we have student representatives. So it'd be really great to get people to get involved in those and kind of meet like-minded people, try and influence some policy as well. Um, it's just a really nice space to be around people that understand what you're going through, but also you are like actively making a difference and it's not too stressful, too straining on you. Um, there's also the women's community, Northern Irish and Irish community. Disability, um, ethnically diverse, um, international, postgrad, mature. Disabled, did I mention I just them did already? That, yeah. yeah, so they're like 10 yeah. communities, so mm-hmm. you're gonna find something, yeah. yeah. Definitely check them out on but the GMSU yeah. website. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and you've both like proven that you know that's like the perfect way to to meet new people and especially like like-minded people as well. Yeah. yeah. I met Marie through the ethnically diverse yeah. community last, last year, year. So yeah. and now look at us. I'm now joined with Phil Backstad from the Student Advice and Wellbeing team, who's here to share some university perspective on supporting estranged students and care leavers at LGMU. So, hi Phil, thank you for coming on the podcast. So, what support can estranged students and care leavers get whilst being at university? Thanks for inviting me first off. Uh, There's a wide range of support that we offer to our students and there's some some very basic things that we can guarantee that students can access so that's all year round accommodation so somewhere to live that's appropriate uh, safe and that's hopefully affordable all year round uh, and that includes during the summer terms as well uh, and for the duration of somebody's study at the university um, we also make sure that if access and accommodation is going to be an issue because somebody can't provide a guarantor or something really really important like that uh, that, that we, if any of our students want to live in LJMU partner accommodation, we will ask them to waive the need for a guarantor, uh, so we so that they can live in live in one of our partner halls uh, for as long as they want when they're studying with us. We offer an additional bursary, so some extra financial help for students as well, uh, on top of the other scholarships and bursaries that the university offer. So we were really lucky and grateful in 2009 to receive uh, a donation from Yoko Ono Spirit Foundation, and she set up uh, our John Lennon Imagine Award in memory, obviously, of her famous husband, who was uh, was care experienced himself. Uh, so uh, the bursary is an additional thousand pounds a year. Uh, it's non-repayable, students can use it for what they want and like I say we have more than 150 students access that bursary support every year as well. Part of my, my job is to be our care experience and estranged students first point of contact, I don't like to say main point of contact in case people don't particularly like me, but just in terms of being that, that initial point of entry into the university and I advise people on lots of different things when they're studying with us uh, and I might see some people really regularly, I might see some people just once or twice a year but it's about having somebody who uh, at the university is, is is a known face who can get to know our students individually and who they can get to know as well and I'm still in touch with quite a lot of our graduates from when I started doing this job in 2010 uh, way back when as well uh, so they're the basics of the support but really it does vary by what people might need when they need it. So it might be that on the run up to starting at university, there's quite a lot of practical stuff that people might need, might be concerned about uh, and might need support 
to put in place uh, so it might be that and then once they're here absolutely fine it could be that somebody becomes uh, estranged while they're studying with us and then there's obviously quite some considerable practical considerations there but it might be that they need some emotional some additional emotional support as well like i said before when i started talking there's a wide range of things that we offer here at the university uh, and and we'll work with our students to make sure that they've got everything hopefully that they need at each point in the journey with us i suppose yeah brilliant and so if a student say it's is looking to get this support that you've just been talking about how do they go about getting this support from your team at what are the first steps that they should do just get in touch with us so we're based in the student life building students can come to a drop-in and just speak to a member of the team who'll normally um, talk about some of the support that, that I offer with my service uh, and then make a, make a referral to me if need be you can get in touch with me drop me an email give me a phone call uh, there's there's videos of me floating around the website, uh, like the picture of Dorian Gray. Um, so hopefully at least people aren't unsure of, of who they're coming to. I'm never going to ask students to share their story. So it's and but everything I do, um, I offer a confidential service. So students don't have to come in and tell us about things that might have happened in the past that may be uncomfortable to talk about. I don't want anybody having to go into stuff that they don't want to just to access support. That's not how I want to work with people. So come in, have a chat. I've always got biscuits and we can we can hopefully go from there. Thank you for listening to this episode. We have more information on what we have spoken about today in the show notes and you can also visit the JMSU website for more information. JMSU's advice team and student advice and wellbeing are also always available to speak to. I hope you have a great winter break however you're spending it.